Episode 11, First Things First, Thinking and Reasoning Biblically. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Hey everyone, it's good to have you back with us. Starting with this episode, we are beginning our Teach 10 series. When my daughter and I were at the Foundation for American Christian Education this past summer for their training courses, everyone in the class was challenged to teach 10 more people. Technically, since I have 10 children, I could call it pretty good, right? But we want to be reaching more people than just our 10 that we have to educate. So in our Teaching 10 series, we're going to be taking every Monday to cover course content that we were challenged to teach to other people. And what we really hope to have you do is go out and teach 10 more people and encourage them to teach 10 more people. And if you find that you're time challenged or don't feel confident enough to do that, then please do point them back to the podcast episodes that we're doing. So today we are talking about the first things first. We're laying down a foundation of what education ought to look like, what it did look like historically, what it looked like biblically, and how we ought to teach the children. This comes down to thinking and reasoning biblically. Uh, right, as the Bible says, we want to build off our foundation on a rock, not on sand. So how do we break this down? So a foundation, with the principal approach, we look at dichotomies. So with foundation, we're looking at its nature and its use. The nature of a foundation is set, it's solid, it's fixed, and specifically, it's fixed in God's Word. Secondly, A foundation offers support. So when our children are given an education that helps them to think and reason biblically through all areas of life, this includes what the the peers test covers, politics, economics, education, religion, and social issues, then it supports the church and it also supports a free government. And we all want our children to start out on a firm foundation. We do, and it's very important if we want our children to be able to continue to live in a free nation, to restore it and to keep it. Um, And also for our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, just generations out, right? Right. Is there a picture of what that looks like? Yeah, actually, they showed a graphic of a triangle. And in the center of the triangle... Is Christ and because he's the focal point of everything the triangle is upright so the point of the triangle is pointing up toward heaven and at the foundation of the triangle is providential history so we're learning about what God has done throughout history using imperfect people as he always has to help move his gospel westward to move his story forward and also at the foundation are the biblical principles and then as Christ is kept at the center of that the providential history and the biblical principle teachings lead up to 
the Christian progeny, which end up being toward the top of the triangle. So what's the Christian progeny? That would be our children. Right. <laughs> As a baby cries in the background. So progeny is our children. And there's the very familiar Bible passage of Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6 that talks about our progeny. And it says, And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. I think that about covers everything, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the essence of Christian education is the Bible. That's correct. However, the Bible generally tends to be underused in education. And I know that some friends have expressed to me in conversation about the concern of, you know, their children feeling that there's too much Bible or, you know, they're concerned about how to go about teaching from the Bible without it becoming in some way a negative thing. But the Bible is how we are to teach our children. And I think that the way that one approaches it you know, the spirit behind it is what makes the difference. So how should we educate the child? Well, we can reclaim the Christian responsibility of education for the church. We need to relearn the authentic biblical Christian philosophy and methods. And we need to restore the future of the church and the self-governing nation. And a lot of that comes down to understanding the difference between what it looks like with God at the foundation of education versus what it looks like with paganism at the foundation of education. When God is at the foundation of it, we understand that and acknowledge that God created man in, in his divine image, that man is destined for immortality and equal in value. We understand that the individual man has an independent value which is superior to the state, which should be fashioned for his use. The state being fashioned for man's use, not the other way around. And that each child is created whole, complete by design for God's purpose. So the challenge is that a lot of Christians acknowledge these truths and they think that that's enough, that it's solidified in their mind. So they'll go ahead and they'll send their children off to a government-ran school that has a pagan foundation to its education and think that their children are going to be okay and be salt and light. But just because the parents have this solidified and is a conviction for themselves, it does not mean that the children are quite there yet with that same conviction. So a pagan um, foundation of education looks like Marxism or progressive education. That's what it looks like today. And their view is a low view of man. A social order is rested on assumed natural inequality of men. So they base the value on individuals as to whether or not they're useful to the state. And the child is void of independent value. The child becomes a tool for the state. So children end up being trained for a Marxist agenda. The fruit that we're going to bear from education is going to greatly depend on the tree that that fruit grows on. 
with that in mind, we have to consider what is it that God says about our children and faith and how that ties into education and the future of a nation. So we can look at Hebrews 11.10 that says, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And we can look at Galatians 4.9 that says, But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose slaves you want to be once more? So, do we want our children to be enslaved by the world's ideas that are definitely in contrast and conflict with what God says, or do we want them to be trained up in what it is that God says? And something that Carol Adams had said during the course was that Christian education needs to be about conviction. That might be more paraphrased than an exact quote, but it was along those lines. And I really have thought that idea through, and I think that typically when people are getting an education in something, especially if they're being taught what to think and not how to think, that those ideas that are passed on to them do become conviction for them. And that's why I think we're seeing a lot of the chaos that's happening by people that are involved with certain activities going on in our nation right now, that those is because they're holding on to ideas that are convictions for them. Right. Then I think that comes back around to the uh, Deuteronomy passage that we talked about earlier and that you know, we're the ones that should be raising our children up and mm-hmm. guiding their education mm-hmm. in all aspects. And there's no way around the need, especially for Christian children, to be brought up in God's ways, as Scripture instructs. And that comes around to teaching about providence. It comes around to helping our children to understand the context of human life in God's story, in history, His story. Um And they need to understand how it is that God works through human history. And then that goes back to the the chain of Christianity, and which we did cover uh, quite a bit in our previous podcast. I believe that was episode six. But then, as we've discussed before in previous podcasts, it's not just the chain of Christianity. That helps to set the context within human history how God is using people, the institutions in place at the time, the cause to effect that is happening, and we're looking at the internal and the external that's taking place within individuals as God is using them, and seeing how he brings about his gospel purpose. Aside from that, it's the biblical principles that need to be taught in each subject. So, That comes down to helping our children understand how God expresses natural and moral law and understanding that biblical principles are the basics to life, education, and government, and that principles govern how we relate to God and how we relate to each other as well as how we live together corporately. So this wraps around to Colossians 2, 6 through 10, where scripture tells us, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, 
So walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to the human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. Again, it comes down to the need for a Christian education being given to our children. And a lot of times people will try to make the argument that they think that education is neutral. It's not. If you go and read the Humanist Manifesto, there's a declaration within the body of the manifesto that they believe that humanism is a religion. And that is what is being taught in the government schools. Also consider how morals have been stripped from the curriculum, if you will, within a government school. Um, they're set up to undermine God, parents, family, and the form of our government. So if we're sending our children to a school that isn't teaching the history of our nation, the uh, biblical foundations of our nation, and what it is that gives us a free form of government, but they're being taught instead to uphold socialism in a positive light, then how do we expect that we're going to be having voters going out there and making wise decisions when, they, when they're old enough to vote? Right. So that wraps up this important conversation for laying down foundations and for thinking and reasoning biblically. In our next episode, we will be talking about the principle of individuality a bit more in depth than we have in other podcast episodes. So we hope you join us for that one. You guys take care. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com. Check out our shop and our blog. And you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles. Also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory.